1: This is One Hate Minute. Drop of a hat, these guys will rock and roll. What's your name? Wayne Grove. look like gang bangers, working the local 7-Eleven here. Robbery, homicides, take it. Give me all you got! This and Give me all you got!
0: I do what I do best. I take scores. You do what you do best. I'm trying to stop
1: guys like me. A podcast dedicated to all 170 minutes of Michael Mann's LA crime opus, Heat, one minute at a time. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to One Heat Minute. I'm your host, Blake Howard. And uh, in the run up to the end of this show, there's, you know, there were really kind of two or three really amazing film critics who are alive and working today that I had the aspiration to speak to as part of this show. And uh, if you guys are watching my most wanted list, in, in my mind, you're seeing the incredible Manolo Dargis from the New York Times. You're seeing the absolutely insightful and sage of Matt Zollerzitz. And you're also seeing this man, who I'm very fortunate enough to talk to you today in the run-up at the end, the climax of this incredible film. Uh, he is one of the most Uh, ravenously devourable film minds I think I've ever found. I was like a whole bunch of people in the world who wasn't familiar with him that much until uh, his sort of Batman versus Superman review took the entire globe by storm. And since then, I think I've read every single review he's written and gone back uh, through the incredible archives of FilmFreakCentral.net to check out his stuff. This man is the incredible Walter Chore. Walter, thank you so much for being a part of One Heat Minute.
2: I am so honored to, to be here. I, I can't possibly live up to that introduction, but um, <laughs> thank you for having me for the last uh, la- la- last several heartbreaking moments of this, uh, of this Michael Mann masterpiece. Oh, look, I'm so thrilled to be able to talk to you
1: guys about it. I'm not going to make you wait a second more before we dive into it. So Walter and I are very quickly going to watch this minute right now, and then we're going to dive into it and talk about it. Isn't it just so fascinating watching these two shadows chase each other in this final one of these final minutes, Walter? I'm just giddy with uh, with joy and also uh, nervousness as we head to the climax right now.
2: Well, you know, I love that you use the phrase "shadow" because I think that's exactly where this movie is the best—is when it deals with all of these shadow plays, you know, in the union sense, where you you feel like this is the suppressed part of the, the others personality and all the dialogue that Pacino has with his wife, you know, talking about how, um, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not anything in, except for what I chase. Uh, you know, he's defined completely by the other object. And it's in fact, I, I'm not sure you're supposed to spoil other minutes, but it's in fact, uh, the, the uh, shadow of De Niro's character that gives him away, uh, you know, so, so that Pacino can triumph at the end. But so it's like, you know, it, it's, it, it's at its best. I think this movie, when it deals with those sort of large, Masculine symbols of, of 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 you know male friendship and male interaction and and males being bonded to each other by violence and by 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 uh, whatever it is that men are bonded to each other with. <clears throat> the the benefit of
1: this show is that we have a discipline of the minute, but I think just like Neil McCauley and and all the other members of his crew, we repeatedly break our discipline <laughs> to spoil other minutes, <laughs> so that's completely okay. Look, uh, you know, uh, I think. For for me, you know, hearing you talk about this as a masterpiece, like these these symbols, um, this sort of masculine bonding, it's been a preoccupation of Michael Mann's for his entire career, really. What do you think? You know, knowing that you're a cinephile, like what do you think it is about heat that really helps sort of synthesize this message in? I guess it's most sort of powerful way because I feel like it is—it's sort of essayed through some of his films, and there are crescendos, there are peaks and troughs in, in, in where it just for me or, or for, you know subjectively we can say it completely works. But what what do you think about him as a filmmaker and 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 his sort of oeuvre?
2: Well, you know, I I, I really have a, have an odd relationship with Michael Mann. I, I feel like I I I really like what he does. With violence, I, I love how he expresses violence and action—the the flat sort of unromantic viewpoint of that. And on, on the other side of it, I really love how he romanticizes sort of the masculine epic. And and it's like it, it's not a popular topic now. Men are, you know, rightfully I think on the cross right now for for being terrible things. But um, there's something really uh, lovely I think about how Michael Mann makes the struggles of men sort of large and operatic as they are. In our own minds, uh, I think um, my, you know, I, I have to be completely honest. Heat's not my favorite Michael Mann film. Oh, I, I'm yeah. not even sure. Yeah, you know, I'm not even sure honestly that I, I like Heat that much. I I, I admire it. I think the, the the craft is remarkable. I think it, you know, synthesizes a lot of things that Michael Mann does really well. It also I think is would have been better as a miniseries. And you know, when it came out in 1995, I think that's not really in the cards you know the the, we're not having developed netflix of course and hbo is just sort of starting up with with that sort of format so he you know it it, it seems like it's five or six or seven different episodes yes sort of it's it's
1: it's it's the perennial conversation you know that i have with i've had many times along this show and and one person in particular a really great aussie film critic lawrence barber Um, he he talks about to me, he's like, Blake, this is like the HBO, the great HBO show that never existed. You know, like like I would die to see some of these tangents and these crossroads be able to be fleshed out into entire episodes, especially when you think of the balls that you could have in in a show like this to just completely dive down the Don Breeden rabbit hole. Like take an episode and just go and it's all Breeden. And we don't even really know how fully fits into the arc of this eight piece story until you get him for that sort of those few moments in, in the peak of the heist, you know? And, and I think it's one of those things where you could, you know, it's, it's, it's like, yeah, absolutely. At the time you would love to take it back, but also at the same time, uh, as, as we're talking about this, I'm like, God, that's a really long podcast. I'd have to do Walter. That's a really, (laughs) (laughs) that's a really long
2: podcast. It's true. You know, I, I, I I think where heat suffers the most from, from the short format is that the, 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 the female characters are given, uh, you know, I I think really troubling short, um, um, uh, uh spaces small spaces in which to develop I, I feel like you know when you have women you know even having lines where they say i had to debase myself for you to pay attention to me i had to you know all of this stuff and yes. you know they they're taking care of the children you know if they if they don't do a good job the, the kids try to kill themselves and you know there there's this real arc within heat that's a little bit ugly where the women are just sort of these emotional uh, uh, markers they're emotional expository devices for the men and you know it's a male story with a male director it's quintessentially male i get it i get it i get it and not <laughs> not, not not everything can be captain marvel i get it Nor should it, be. <laughs> captain marvel is really terrible but you know there, there's there's this thing with heat that that, that 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 i feel like man if you only hadn't just even bothered Yes. you know if, if, i would have loved if you'd stayed longer with just the danny trejo character he's never been better in a movie than this his last scene in this movie is unbelievably great you know and and just the the real poetry of that one minute that we're talking about where it's two men you know in a field and there's there's industry and there's lights and there's dark and there there's there's a good man and a bad man and the and it harkens back to their scene where they talk about, Hey, we we've met face to face and, and we've, you know, but that won't stop me, you know? And, and <laughs> so they're it's about jobs and, and doing work and, and, and professionalism. I mean, he's, he's left the hospital to come here to do this with his wife's blessing. Another weird, you know, female moment for the film. but you know, there's this, this real poetry about, of the masculine that, that, that Walter Hill is, I mean, Walter Hill that Michael Mann is great at. And I think he gets a lot and of Walter, Walter Hill is Hill. great at it too.
1: Walter Hill's- yeah, and In fact,
2: you know, I think Walter Hill is better at it, you know, and, and that it, it's a high bar. It's not really a competition, no. you know, but uh, the, 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 the thing with the heat is it reminds me a lot of Walter Hill's the driver, except hmm. the heat's the version of it. That's heavily annotated. That, that, that it takes great pains to footnote itself to talk about, you know, the themes on the surface rather than letting the percolate in the underneath. Whereas the driver with a lot of the same themes, you know, the cop looking for the driver and there's the, the, the player who's the woman. And, you know, there, the, the, there, there's a lot more balance in the driver. Whereas heat is just this extraordinarily ambitious at times, just beautiful film. And, you know, the, if it were just the, the bank shootout, yeah. it would have a place in history, you know? Uh, but, uh, I, I think it really undermines its own effectiveness in a way that a lot of his other movies don't. I, I mean, Last of the Mohicans right before this is extraordinarily tight. Oh, well. it, it is so tight. It is, right?
1: The the focus on it, I you know, I've, the one time I've talked about it is like, I don't know how we digressed on the show, but I remember talking about, you know, imagine if, you know, you had a William Goldman-esque figure who kind of convinced Michael Mann to just make this movie either completely from De Niro's perspective or completely from Hannah's perspective. And that's like the luxury you then get with like a television series as we talked about, which is that whole, you then can hone in on that focus. You can broaden other characters. You can you can make them a race and really make you chasing your shadow. Like literally the the, yeah. the omnipresence of either one of them being there without seeing the other. It has like a Butch Cassidy and Sundance effect, but it's it's different. And so, yeah, I, I, I agree that there's this sort of weird, there's this weird uh, potential in it. But I think that that's what isn't isn't that what we always adore more, that ambitious failure, potentially, if, you, if you're not quite jiving with the whole thing, but the admirate the sheer scale. Like I love now you and I are in one hundred and sixty third minute of this thing. And as we as we reach the pinnacle, it's been one hundred and. You know, there's literally three minutes left of pre-credit time, and it's just two guys standing in a field chasing each other's shadows. Like that's like after all the epic proportions and all the relationships and all the conversations and all these, uh, you know, uh, face to face, it's just down to this in the field.
2: Well, that's so beautiful. It's just all it's stripped of all of its fat. Yeah. It's stripped of all of the bullshit. It's stripped of everything. It's just down to this. Very essential thing for Michael Mann. And at his very best in all of his movies, that's where I vibrate the the most with them is when, you know, that final chase sequence in Last of the Mohicans, you know, the... the, uh, That is just, uh, I mean, can we just say, I'm so glad to talk to you about this because it's like,
1: talk about a percussive scene and the score just all totally working. Like, and and, uh, you said vibrate, like that's... I I get chills thinking about that final scene because it is just electric every time that's another scene that's another all-timer like just the last five minutes of that movie and especially the the Magwa you know after he kills Uncas and he's reaching his hand out to Jodie mm-hmm. May's character and then she jumped just everything about it every piece of action the emotions and and the scale. It's just, it's intimate and it's epic and it's just, and it's literally on the edge of a cliff. like (laughs) you you know, there's, there's things that are happening in the physical and metaphorical all at the same time. Perfect. Michael Mann stuff. Um, and it's, it's,
2: it's, it, it, it's the quintessence of, of of this sort of masculine opera, you know, this yes. testosterone opera. We all believe ourselves to be the the hero, and we believe ourselves to have the, the this journey that we go on, and, and this enemy we vanquish, and the woman that we we save, um, you know. And and Last Night He gets almost acts like an outline, or or, or yes. the, the uh, you know the, the 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 skeleton for Heat, yes. in, in a way. And, and 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 the Heat is so ambitious, and you can never, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll never. Dock someone for ambition, yes. Um, but 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 I think it is so ambitious that you know you leave you know things that are hanging that are not tantalizing so much as frustrating. Yes, you know I, I think it's possible to leave things that are hanging that are very tantalizing. That I want to you know like collateral. I, I, I want to know more about Vince. I want to know more about but I don't really need to. It's fine. Yeah. I'm not frustrated by not knowing. In Heat, it's like I want to know about John Voight's character a lot.
1: Yeah, you mate. know I, I want
2: to know a lot. You know I would have loved to have seen. Um, Denny in, in Trejo's wife before she was raped and murdered. <laughs> yes, except, for, that fle- except for
1: the dinner sequence. You get like one second with her at yeah. dinner and right, that's right. it. Right. But, but you're, you're right about him being it's his best performance. I mean, sorry to harken back to another minute too, but I,
0: sure. I've,
1: I've had to watch that minute agonizingly so and, 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 and analyze it as part of the show many times. And I'm still staggered. Like I've gone back a few times and gone, the power in his restraint is just never elsewhere. I've just never seen it. And you watch something like Con Air that comes out a couple of years later and you're just like, oh my God. Like the, no one, and especially Con Air is more offensive to me now because like heaps of heat actors got more work, which is good. I'm happy with them getting more work, but they're all just completely misused. And I'm like, oh my God, it's such a headache. But you just do the direct comparison, even with the wonderful Kevin Gage in this movie plays Wayne Grow, and mm-hmm. you're like, I don't know. I don't know how Con Air's the more... Popular movies too with these guys. Well, uh,
2: you know, it's a lot easier to like garbage. I think sometimes, <laughs> especially that's you know, Michael Bay is the Antichrist. He's got a deal with somewhere <laughs> with, uh, with the popular <laughs> opinion. Oh, but yeah, it, it's you know to, to 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 speak of our minute and to your point, it's like um the there there the, the, there's a masculine iconography about Michael Mann. You know, and they use all these really irritating phrases, but I can't speak I can't say it better. That you know when I look at them, I I understand the feelings that I have of grandiosity sometimes or the feelings that I have of of melancholy uh, sometimes he's truly, I think at his best, a poet of those moments. And, you know, I, 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 love public enemies. You know, I didn't like it at first, but I've come to love it. Yeah, I love Miami you know. Vice. I've loved it from the first time I've seen it. You know, the, the, I these think movies you and I score, were on
1: the Island. We we're on the Island yeah. with
2: Miami Vice. I walked out and said, that is
1: just stunning. And everyone was like, Oh, oh can you look at Carl Farrell's massage? I'm like, what movie did you watch? If that was the only thing that you paid attention to was like, that was yeah, amazing, yeah. amazing.
2: Oh, it, it is an un- extraordinary film from the opening with the uh the light the nightclub sequence no, and, club and you know sequence it, is great. yeah and th- they can't hear each other right whereas in heat with nightclub sequence you can totally hear each other I, I think Michael Mann has worked out a lot of the things that that kind of don't really work completely in heat he seems to have worked out subsequently yes. like you know miami vice wor- works out the action really well the you know the uh, nighttime scene in, in in miami vice around the shipping containers the, mm. the shootout is more of the, the bank thing. It is the bank scene, but more it's, yes. it's even flatter. It's even more violent. It's even more, whatever. And and he's got a really strong, a woman cop in, in, in Miami vice, you know, yeah, really tough really. woman character. Yeah. 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 Thank you. And, and, you know, I think public enemies works out the, uh, the, 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 uh, Female aspect of it—the idea of focusing in on one or the other of, of these shadow pairs—that heat doesn't quite master, you know. I remember when Heat first came out; that the, the the real excitement for cinephiles was that this was the first time, obviously, that Pacino and and De Niro, although they had been in a film together, of course, you know, Godfather too, but yeah. but that is the first time that they would that Face they would effect. interact, right? That they would talk to each other, you know, and 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 you know, so everyone went. I went there opening night to see that scene. Yes. That's what I was there for. And the other stuff, you know, was fine. There was some stuff. But, you know, he was still, in my mind, a little bit too close to Miami Vice, which was, was sort of a show that I kind of grew up on. Yes. You know, and, and so when I'm watching Heat, it was really hard for me to sort of separate that from like, oh, look, he, he's, he's not wearing socks. Or look, he's wearing the, <laughs> the, the sports jacket. The, the style of it was distracting for me. So, you know, I, 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 I never looked at Heat as the kind of masterpiece from the beginning that that everyone else has he, yeah. you know he has developed this sort of intimidating reputation in, in, in the in the interceding 20 years or so but you know for me it never held that his other films did yeah you know, manhunter was always the the better hannibal electric movie for me and oh I love it's such
1: it a, i watched the, the uh, other day i went on a weird run walter it's funny in the lead uh, after recording this i watched Con Air, which i was like oh my god that's so bad and then i watched manhunter and i was like you know, because people have continuously asked me, "Am I gonna? What's the next show, Blake? What's the next show? Is it gonna be another Michael Mann movie?" <laughs> and um I'll just again unequivocally say, "It's not. I'm not doing another <laughs> Michael Mann film." And that's not because I don't oh. love his work, but I just think that that's someone else's. Like, uh, you know, yeah. the 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 folks who do the Miami Vice minute, I would love to be a guest. You know, any <laughs> or any other Michael Mann movie for that matter. But it's not. It's not my. It's not my um, great love. Like I've got my great love for heat, and uh, it doesn't vibrate with me like heat does. But, really? but Manhunter is just you know just again from a formal craft perspective, the 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 touch to have that first person perspective with that sort of ratty nighttime camera walking up the stairs as your Tom Noonan's Francis dollarhide and then you know fifteen to twenty minutes later when Will Graham goes into that house and have the same. Footage, or use the same film stock to to watch his ascent up those same stairs to see the fall out of the crime scene. I just think that that's such an underrated, and incredibly powerful touch to just go. This guy is in the headspace of serial killers. He's got his scent back, and and, and you know, obviously, it's more overt when you finally get to that great Brian Cox Hannibal Lecter scene. But I just there's there's touches like that where you're like, we're talking about shadows, we're talking about those Jungian pairs, and it's like, oh, this is it.
2: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm totally with you. I'm a huge fan of Thief. I really love The Keep, even in its boulderized form. Yes. Uh, I, th- I think there's real moments of beauty and poetry in that. And they all come around to the same things, and you see them in heat. Mm. And it's really exciting to see them with a cast of people that, oh my God, there, there's Dennis Haspert. Oh my God, there's, you know, there's <laughs> it, it, it's really exciting to see it with everybody you yes. know val Kilmer in his prime and and ashley judd being the ashley Juddist, and you know there, there there's there, there's something so <laughs> exciting about that
1: but, 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 the, the but, but I, lo- I love the new word sorry after all of the after all the florid praise the ashley Juddist
2: she's ever been is like might be my favorite thing you said so far <laughs> it, 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 it's either this movie or eye of the beholder yes uh, for me with Ashley Judd. But yeah, I mean, I, I think he becomes sort of the, his North by Northwest, you know, yes. good for that, that, that is, it is, it is the sort of, as at, at sort of a point, a midway point, if you will, you know, fairly early on, I don't know how many films in he is fifth or sixth, yeah. Um, you know, fairly early on Michael Mann's career. Here's this sort of, okay, here's a summary. Here's, here's everything that I know and everything that I t- want to talk about. And here's the sort of everything that I've to this point. And then we're going to go to the insider and then we're going to go to the Ali and, you know, work, work out some of those things later. But, you know, th- he seems to be the last time where he's truly like trying to hit every base. You know, he's trying yes. to hit every every single, you know, ball that comes across. He's swinging for the fences. It's this huge, big emotion movie. It's uh, and, you know, when it's great, it really, it's truly great. And when it, when it misses, he's, like, spun around. He's dropping the bat. He's falling in the dirt. You know, there's, there's He's getting bloodied up a little bit. And so, you know, for me, watching again just last night, just to prepare for this, I felt like, all right, well, the good parts are still amazing. And the bad parts seem worse.
0: Yeah. yeah I,
2: I really felt, you know, like, geez, I wish that this was something shorter uh, and that, that he was more focused in on the stuff. You know, I could do without any of the women characters. Just... That's Take awesome. them all out because it's, you're not good at
1: them. It's such an it's such an interesting way to approach it, right? Because I think that there's been two ways, there's been two ways that we've I've talked about it on this show, and you know I think the the thing I like about this show is that I haven't just got gushing fans on. I get to talk objectively with other great film minds to say, you know what, really drive with them. But I, I a lot of folk have, maybe it's just the the sign of the times, also. Like when people talk about the, the shortcomings of the film, the the way you know we often offer to fix it is exactly what we talked about earlier, which is like, Oh, let's extend like, let's actually Mm. give something time to breathe. But it's so funny that you're like, no, let's just, let's, let's make it lean. You know, let's, let's see if someone can, you know, um, uh, let's see if someone can just, you know, toe for grace, Heat, you know, you know, as, as, so you know, just make a completely masculine cut. Car- take the female characters out. See if it comes into comes in under two hours, and see if it's an any different thing. But I think that that's. I think a lot of movies have tried to do that, and sort of not. I don't know. I don't. If they take the women out, or they don't approach it right, I think you're right. With like Public Enemies, does such a great thing. The Billy Frichet character gets so much time, and it's such mm-hmm. a you know, sort of heartbreaking and you know straight away like there's this sort of fatalistic tone to everything. You know that straight away that it's going to be doomed. It's like doomed from second one, but she just can't help but take the ride and, and, you know, Dillinger just can't help but smile his way through it. Like he's just lapping up every second of of his demise from the opening frame of the movie
2: to the end. So it's that weird thing. Well, you, you know, I'm I, I, I'm obviously I think being kind of hyperbolic. I don't mean just to take t- take scissors all the women characters, but just to <laughs> say, you know, I mean the the extent that you do develop the women characters is just enough to be insulting, is <laughs> problematic. Um, so either develop them less or develop them more. Yes, you know is what I would say. You know, and it's like, you know, I I think the Ashley Judd character maybe give her the bulk of it. I'm not really sure. I need to see, you know, the, her her sh- her literal shadow. You know, darker. You know, uh, um, Al 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 Pacino's wife. Forgive I me. Mean, what's the actress's name? She, uh, Diane,
1: it's Diane Venora, and she's uh, playing yeah, Justine. Thanks. And she's and she comes up in the Insider. Actually, she plays Jeffrey Wygant's wife in the next. Movie. That's right.
2: That's right. And she she's she's great. You know, n- nothing on her, but she's so clearly sort of the photo negative of Ashley Judd, who is the palest <laughs> human being in the film next to Val Kilmer, right? And then you know, there's this really dark, you know, very dark looking, striking woman. Um, uh, you know, married to Al Pacino. It's like, well. I'm not sure that I need that that sort of balance there. I, I think you're 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 balancing the wrong characters now. You're you're you know making a point that's sort of outside of you know sh- shouldn't the is it Amy Brenneman who plays Amy the, Brenneman? Uh, Amy? Yeah, it plays 80. Yeah. yeah, and she's remarkable, but she's so weak. Yes, um, you know she's so passive, and in her, her last action right before our our, our minute is just to look you know, gape blankly at the <laughs> yeah. space where, you know, her that's... boyfriend used to be. And so it's like, the, you know, and, and she, all, she actually kind of serves as the, his downfall, as his demise. She's the marker for him to die. You know, so, so again, this woman is, is being used in a really unflattering sort of way, but, you know, shouldn't she actually be the, the, the shadow? Um, yeah. You know, or, or there, there, there seems to be something that's awry here when you're, you know, and, and he's thrown, I think by these women characters, he wants, you know, he wants to show how these because, men are valorous and are doing it for women, but uh, ultimately, I think women, the, the women in this film deserve more than that. Yeah, it's strange, right? Because you you bring up an interesting point just about the balance of those three
1: characters. Because I feel like Charlene has more screen time than Chris. Like Charlene ends up elevating, yeah, almost. You know, in the in the in the sort of bra- in the breakdown of the movie especially charlene being pressed to give up chris and then obviously neil having an encounter with her to say you know stay on track with him and all those things that we sort of we see it's it's almost right it's like if you just pivot it if you if you shave Justine, you shave some of justine you elevate that what does that change that into but i think it's always like as we talk about it it's um it's that it's like that tantalizing give this a show Give it eight hours, HBO. Let you yes. know, you know, get 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 someone who's got an amazing amazing eye, and you know, bring back Dante Spinotti. He's still <laughs> around. He'll shoot it all in digital again. And mm-hmm. Oscar Isaac and John Bernthal, and let's just do this thing again. Let's just take it, take yeah. it to, yeah, take, yeah. take it to the edge one more time.
2: Well, and and I certainly trust Michael Mann to do it again. Of you course, know, I, I think he would be great at this if he just had you know twenty hours instead of you know three hours to 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 say, look, let's let's really dive into these characters, let's really give these people time, uh, you know, let's make this person more than just you know someone who cheats on her husband to get attention, you know, let's give them a little depth beyond this. And, you know, even Natalie Portman's character deserves more than she got. She's, she's,
1: that's a tough, it's a tough character. It's a tough, look, it's a tough one. And I think um, in the, in its aspiration and it's um, in the way it's developed, but yeah, when you, if you frame it exclusively as you did earlier around, you know, a bad mother, Bad mother's daughter attempts suicide. It's like if you if you if you're looking at it from that perspective, you can absolutely go. This is really tough. And it's an excuse, you know, for for folks, if this is your first episode of One Heat Minute, you know, welcome. Um, but I encourage you to go back, and I've tried to sort of talk uh, in depth around even her suicide as something that's like potentially problematic in the movie. You know, as some, you know, but it's a, it's a challenging one, right? It's a it's you know, again, the the ambitious. The, the ambitious failure over um over something that's playing playing it very safe any time.
2: Yeah, well t- totally, you know, and, and you know, I I love so much of that. <laughs> you know, I, yeah. I I love so much of this film and, and and again, I think we we've talked about it a couple times now, but just over the course of over one minute, I think it crystallizes everything that we we both love about the film in about michael mann i don't want to put words in your mouth blake but for me that's really what i love about him is you know even that moment where he's talking with uh, Edie on on the side of the mountain and he's looking out over the water and he's saying hey have you ever seen the 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 the, you know the the algae you know once a year uh this is what that looks like la at night and and for me that's uh that's real poetry you know that's real noir poetry that's real urban poetry that's something that's really beautiful and, and and rare enough in movies that that's valuable whenever it appears. um, And, and so, he's you know, so I, deeply, I, I he's so deeply,
1: he's so deeply romantic in that way. As you said yeah. before, he's like so deeply romantic and it's like, and it does play like a thirties noir in a couple of moments there, but that's like pure thirties noir. He's there and he's like, and he's, she's like, have you ever been, you know, she thinks like he's yeah. that worldly character and he goes, no, I'm going to go there someday. Do you want to come? And right. that's almost
2: that's One of the best lines where she says are, do you get lonely when you travel? Yeah, it's amazing. It's an amazingly touching, perceptive, insightful moment about and men said, and about women.
1: And she says, "I am i get lonely." Yeah. And he goes, "I'm no, not I'm alone, not. but I'm lonely." And she's like, yeah. "You know, that that shows that women are completely in touch with their emotions, and men are just so <laughs> not. Exactly. They're completely not. Exactly. He, the man is like, "Oh no, I'm alone. I, you know, I don't get lonely. I'm not. I'm not lonely. Right. And she's like, like, Kelly oh, Clark. <laughs> yeah. you
2: no, know, there, there's such great moments in it. And I think that's what, you know, because you, you watch Con Air and, and you don't feel like there are missed opportunities because this idiot, you know, he's not even trying anything. You know? <laughs> but, but with Michael Mann films, when something like Heat doesn't work 100%, when there are things that are sort of like whiffs, you 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 wish he got another shot yes. because you, you, you know it's in him. Oh, you know, I mean, the, the, the sum the total in the sum total, oh God, we're yeah. like, gee, it's, it's all there.
1: It's all there.
2: It's all there. It's all there. And, and, and he really resolves sort of that, that, that yen that he has for that deep romanticism in the thirties noir with public enemies. Right. Yes, he, You know, Fantastic. he really resolves this yen with the shadows and, and, and sort of the, you know, the, the jet setting sort of slickness with Miami vice. He, 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 he deals with the, uh, you know, the, the black guy and the white guy with, with you know, and collateral. He, he He's really, you know, he's he's di- he di- dissecting, it seems like, heat for the rest of his career. He's saying, the, the, these are the moments I wish I'd pulled out. And here's the whole movie about it. And, here's and, the whole movie about this.
1: And what's funny is one of his top 10 movies, I like to sort of go over his top 10 now and then to sort of when I'm thinking about some of the influences. And one of his favorites is John Ford's My Darling Clementine,
0: which is mm-hmm.
1: a deeply romantic, wider. Movie, you know, like it's the 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 most romantic of the OK Corral films. You know, very beautiful. You know, s- the cinematography is absolutely exquisite. Um, but again, that's that same, that's that sort of same troubled, world weary, man yeah. and innocent woman there. That 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 uh, lovely relationship that he's sort of essaying in here as well.
2: You know, I was talking with uh, the filmmaker Michael Tolkien. Are you familiar with, no. with him? No. He's the he's the guy who wrote and directed The Rapture. Oh, that, okay, that, great. Yeah, and, and he uh, wrote the screenplay for Deep Cover. Yes, um, the the great Lawrence Fishburne film. Yes, he, yes, he yes. The, he's probably best known as the writer for uh, The Player, the uh, Altman player. Yes. Uh, film. But he uh, that that's his favorite movie as well, my my darling Clementine. Clementine. Um, and 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 I think he says he says like you know similar things about about it. It is so deeply romantic and so at the same time unapologetically masculine. Yes. And you know, and I think those are the, the elements The that, same you know, could be said of the player.
1: <laughs> the same I mean, exact absolutely. phrase could be said it, of the absolutely. player. So if his aspiration is to sort of to reach the heights of his favorite film, that is absolutely yeah. what he has done in his career, which is uh, completely commendable.
2: Yeah. No no it, and he's you know he's a remarkable Novelist now, he, you know he, he 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 goes. I don't know how he got on Michael Tolkien. That that was my fault. But you know, <laughs> there, there's you know there is this thing about John Ford and you know and, and Walter Hill and and you know that 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 Michael Mann is certainly I think the logical next step for all of those things. You, you yes. know and, and and you know the yeah I, I I I think Heat is a little slick for me. Yeah, I, I like the stuff that's um. Yeah, I I like his other movies more. I like Heat a lot. I like his other movies more. I think.
1: Well, that just shows what an amazing filmmaker he is. One last thing before I think we wrap up. There's just a there's a moment in this great shadow play that we're watching between them that strikes me so much because of what's about to come up. And it's this. There's a couple of times that man, I don't know. He's I think a slick slick is a great way to put it. He's very slick with sort of foreshadowing and it's not it doesn't beat you over the head it's just sort of stylistically or formally sort of expressed and I think that the the lights in this the the lights of this runway this is one of the first shots where really sort of the emphasis of the lights on the runway as a message as a sign as a as a passageway almost is is happening in this minute where De Niro watches the lights illuminate takes a step around the corner and then we watch the lights go and there's like it's this, I don't know, I'm getting a bit of a fascination with some, like, just great, uh, great death scenes in movies. And there's one, there's a Robert Crumb one, and I, I think it might be in, um, it's an animated one, and I can't remember the movie for the life of me, but I remember the clip, and it's a, it's a pool-playing crow. It might be Fritz the Cat. Like, it's a pool-playing crow who gets shot, and as he's dying, the flashes of the snooker balls come up on the screen. So it starts with one, mm. and you know it's going to end in fifteen. And mm. so, and and completely conversely, the killing of a Chinese bookie. You know, the end of the yeah. movie, Benkasar is dying the whole time, but he's sitting there, and and he's just sort of blustering along with this, you know, nonsensical bravado, for and and Casavetti's the genius that he is, just lets him sort of, I don't know, let him sort of stew in that for. And a dog's age, and it's it's a and you don't even get to get the satisfaction of him passing away at the end you just he's just there right. and so right. I just love that that those two ones one is like completely bearing the lead, one is like a denial of that, and in this scene, it's like this little foreshadowing this little flurry is that one real leading indicator right now that you know it again a reminder we know this is the face off we know one of them's going to gonna go away, but you know, the journey of these lights that are flashing on and on is just a moment that gets me every time in this minute, because I know that the shadow play is there and it's so beautiful, but it's this expression of like, someone is going on a journey very shortly people and I'm just counting it down. Like the sec we we've got the beat. you know, if you, if you're listening closely, you, you know, the the metronome's flowing and it's speeding up and here we are, we're about to, we're about to have something happen.
2: Yeah, and and you know thematically too, it wraps up the whole theme throughout the film about light and dark. You know, even you know so much of the dialogue involved with being, uh, with light and dark. And you know, one of the color suffusions right before this minute, I think, where, where the that's not the right term, the light suffusion, where the lights come on for the first time. And it's blinding. It yes. literally like you know just whites out the entire screen. And you know, and then the darkness that follows. And I think that. You know that the, the 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 pulsing of it, the rhythm of it, the you know all of those things are, are 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 the things that man. Very few people are as good at that as him. You know that that he, you know he he his rhythm, his sense of timing, his sense of you know these grand metaphors, these grand symbols. Um, all, that's r- r- romantic and sexy, and that's you know <laughs> the, the 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 epic tale that we tell ourselves as men, you know, that we are the, the heroes of our stories. And, uh, you know, we'll find our Camelots and our Guinevere's and we'll be betrayed by our Lancelots. And these are all of our stories, uh, no matter how, you know, how much of whether we're data entry specialists or, or actual knights, <laughs> we, we, we tell these stories to ourselves. And I think um, Michael Mann at his best is is good at expressing sort of the masculine epic in that way, where it's like, this is what we believe are of ourselves. And I'm going to give you characters that, that sort of, embody those things and you know so i love the minute they chose for me i appreciate it it's uh you know such a quintessence of of the film um and not just of the film but the film the film at its best you know the the best elements of it i think are encapsulated in these in these last several minutes
1: well this has been one of the uh one of the one of the great experiences for me doing this show talking to Walter I'm a huge admirer Walter thank you so much for being a part of One Hit Minute I think that this is uh, this has been such a great thing and uh, when this movie is great as you said it's, it's so soaring and we're hit, hitting one of those great moments so thank you so much for being a part of the show I just can't thank you enough
2: hey thank you so much for having me I'm really humbled that you you, you tracked me down and, and uh, it was a uh worth every minute of pain to get here so
1: thanks for <laughs> that Th- thank you so much guys if you want to follow Walter it's Mangiotto on uh, Twitter um, at M-A-N-G-I-O tick or filmfreakcentral.net they've got a great Patreon pay these guys the incredible bill Chambers and Chore, pay those guys some cash um they deserve your they deserve your cash as well as your eyeballs so get on that one of the internet trailblazers so happy that you guys know who are listening dark horizons garth franklin has been a huge part of the show and uh you know film freak central right there along one of those original og websites so let's support them um thank you so much for listening to one heat minute thank you mr garth franklin for our web design mr paul davies for our music and uh I don't know if I'm going to think about the quintessence of masculine expression or I'm going to think Ashley Judd being at its juddest for this minute. But uh, either way, thank you for being a part of the show. Three minutes to go until the credits.